You're listening to the Travel Geniuses Podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 65, and in this episode, we're talking about how to almost pandemic-proof your business. Hey, Travel Geniuses, Christy here. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Um, you can probably tell I'm sick again. This year is just the year that keeps on giving. I really struggled the last couple of months, but I am feeling fine. I'm just still a little congested and my voice sounds a little funny, but for the most part, I am fine. Don't worry about me. Hopefully by the time I record the next episode, I'll be back to my normal self again. This episode is about a topic that is very near and dear to me. It's something I feel like I talk about all the time. Like I can't, almost every single conversation I have with an agent about their business and how to improve their business, this comes up in some way because, well, I mean, I'm talking about choosing a niche for your business. And it's something that I think makes almost every part of your business easier and more manageable and less time consuming. If you choose a niche the way I define a niche, I think it just makes so much about your business easier. You can automate so much more or you have fewer choices to make. And I'll explain all of that later in the episode. But the main point I wanted to make in this episode or what I you heard me say in the intro, is that choosing a niche, the way I define it, will help you pandemic-proof your business. And yes, that's a little bit of a clickbaity title, meaning it's a little sensationalized. It's not quite 100% true. There's really nothing that could have protected your business from what we've just experienced. I never in a million years would have imagined something like this. There have been a lot of things that have affected the travel industry in massive ways, devastating ways that we thought were just the worst that could happen. But there's never, never would have imagined something that shut the world down quite like this has. So no, this wouldn't have necessarily totally protected your business and won't. But choosing a niche can definitely make it easier to recover when something like this happens. And I hope and pray that we don't experience something like this again to this extent. But there will be, it's not if, it's when. There will definitely be other things that affect the travel industry. And if you have a niche in place, again, the way I define it, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute for those of you who haven't heard me talk about this before. If you have the right kind of niche in place, you'll be able to pivot your business and make the necessarily necessary changes so that you can still continue to help people travel, even if a certain part of the world becomes inaccessible, or even if people become afraid to leave the country and don't want to go too far from home, you will still be able to do what you do and help people travel and have amazing vacations and spend quality time with the people they love and all of those things. So let's talk about what I mean when I talk about a niche. And yes, I know there are different ways to pronounce it. I might be one of the only ones that pronounce it niche. I did look it up to see if there was a right way. There really isn't. And because people say riches are in the niches, that's the way I say it. So, um, but 
It's the same thing. However, the way I define it is different than what most people define it, especially in the travel industry. I still don't think I've ever heard anybody define it the way I do. Most people in the travel industry, when they talk about helping you choose a niche, they mean and they say like a destination or a type of travel. So maybe it's cruising, river cruises, expedition cruises, or a destination. So you might say, uh, my niche is Italy or my niche is Disney. So those are all destinations and types of travel. What I mean when I say a niche is who you help, a type of person that you help design vacations for. So that yes, that could be families, although I think that could be focused a little more but it's still, it's a perfectly fine niche. I know there's a lot in romance travel and that is okay as well. I just want you to have in mind a type of person um, or a group of people that you specifically help. Some examples are baby boomers, um, empty nesters, LGBTQ community, single women, single men, which I'm just realizing, I don't think anybody ever... I don't know of anybody who's ever specialized in single men, and I'm sure they like to travel. So anyway, all of those are great niches. And here's why this type of niche, I think, is so important versus what I call a specialty, which is a destination or a type of travel. If you said your niche was travel to Australia and you built your entire business on that, all of your marketing was about that, all of the clients you attracted were people who wanted to go to Australia, and then something like this happens, and you can't go to Australia for months and months and years, and what do you do? You've literally built your entire business on that, and all the people who were attracted to you and your business were attracted to you and your business because they wanted to go to Australia, and you can't do that now, so now what? Whereas if you had built your business around newly empty nesters whose kids had just moved out of the house and they've suddenly got, you know, some extra time on their hands and some extra money because they're not supporting children anymore, you could just say, even if your specialty, like I still think you need some specialties of places you specialize in, even if your specialty or one of your specialties was Australia, something happens and people can't go to Australia, you still know all the things that that group of people that you like to help and want to help, you know what they're looking for in a vacation, why they like to go on vacation, what they like to do. So it's much easier to pivot and present them with vacation options, maybe within the US or to places where they can actually travel to that provide very similar experiences or still kind of fulfill those desires that they have when they travel. So that's probably the biggest benefit in my mind to um, choosing a niche is that, well, there are two primary ones. And then I have a whole bunch of, I won't even be able to list them all because I can never even think of them all, a whole list of other benefits. So the two primary ones are A, it helps you pivot when you need to, because you will have built a business around people that you're helping versus a destination or a type of travel. And I guess that's mostly an argument against choosing a niche and building your business around a destination or a type of travel. Because if you've built your business on cruising or a certain destination, you've 
probably really struggled more so than others in this pandemic because you have a group of people who go to you for one specific thing and they trust you as an expert in that one specific destination or type of travel. And it's very hard to then switch them over. Not impossible, but just harder to convince them now that you're an expert in uh, US-based travel when that's not what they came to you for versus an expert in them and um, what they need and want in a vacation. And then you can just kind of steer them wherever (laughs) the travel winds blow, wherever they can go at that time. The other huge benefit to having a, a niche that is a group of people is that it's much easier to find those people and for them to find you. And when they do find you, for them to immediately know that they have found a travel agent that they want to work with. And I've used the example before of an accountant. If you were looking for an accountant to work with, would you be more likely to work with somebody who specialized in the travel industry? And that's primarily who they worked with and who they helped. So they are more likely to know the ins and outs of what you can write off and what you can't, especially around traveling, how much of that counts as a business expense, how much of it doesn't, all of that stuff, or just a general small business accountant, or that's even kind of a specialty, just an accountant in general to help with your taxes and your accounting needs. Personally, I would choose somebody who specialized in the type of business that I have and the type of needs that I have specifically. I would trust them to know more how to help and keep me out of trouble and help me pay the least amount of taxes. I shared an example on Instagram recently of an experience I just had where somebody choosing a niche and proclaiming it, not just having it, but being loud and proud about it and very specific how that helped me hire her and pay more than I would have somewhere else, honestly, because she was speaking to me and specialized in me and my needs. I have not been taking good care of my hair (laughs) during this pandemic and just felt like I needed some help. I have very fine, like very like my hair strands are so fine. You can barely feel them if you have just one. Like it's just, I have super baby fine hair and it's really annoying and frustrating and looks good for maybe 10 minutes and then it's flat and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And I want to start being more visible and I just want to feel good about how I look. So I just decided I, I need to just be serious and get some help with my hair and find somebody who can help me with my hair. And I did some Googling and long story short, I landed on this website for a hairdresser who specializes in fine hair and has fine hair herself. And everything on her site was about how she can help with fine hair and has spent decades, (laughs) like, because she has that hair as well, like learning how to manage it and different ways to make it look better and all of that. So I didn't even look for reviews, to be honest. (laughs) I just saw, oh my gosh, she literally knows everything there is to know about my type of hair. And I made an appointment that day. So um, I haven't gone yet because I got sick. So (laughs) hopefully by the next time you hear me talking, I'll have fabulous hair. But that's just like, perfect example of how you claiming who you want to help and being proud about it and saying it and people will find you. There are people out there searching for someone to help them plan vacations for them, 
for the their needs and their situation. And if they find you, it's a great way, like saying what you do and who you help on your site will help you show up in search results when somebody's searching for someone to help them plan a vacation for them. When they land on your site, they will think, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've been more looking for. This person is exactly the person who can help me have the best vacation ever. Versus if you're just a generalist and you just have general travel stuff on your website, they'll land on your site and maybe be interested, but there's going to be five other agency sites they've looked at maybe. And there's nothing really to make you stand out and make them think that you can provide something for them that any other travel agent that they find, even big box stores and online travel agencies can do. So it not only helps somebody when they find you know that they found the right person and like schedule an appointment to meet with you right away, but it helps them find you and it helps you find them. It's very hard to get yourself in front of people who like to travel, period. If you don't have a a niche that you're specializing in, yeah, you could probably find some general travel Facebook groups or podcasts or something, but competition will be very high there. It'll be full of people with different needs and different desires. So it's hard to stand out. And really, I don't know, it's just like, how do everybody who doesn't want to travel? So you literally have everybody that you're trying to get the attention of versus if you have a niche that is a group of people. I don't know why I keep picking this example because nobody even knows what I'm saying half the time. Birders, like people who like finding birds in the wild. I have a friend who does this. So (laughs) that's why I think it always comes to mind. So if you specialize in helping bird enthusiasts travel to places where they can, you know, see birds that they've been wanting to see their whole lives or whatever, I don't I don't do it, so I don't really get it. But if that's your niche, it's very easy to find Facebook groups of people who are into that and podcasts that you could be a guest on and much easier to get yourself in front of the people you're wanting to serve. And because there aren't that many people who specialize in travel for that, there might not even be any, you really stand out to them as well versus somebody who's just a travel agent and just helps people travel wherever for whatever reason. It's much easier to find the right people and help them find you. So if they're searching for birding destinations or whatever they would search for, you're more likely to come up in that search as well. Now, I do want to say this is not required. (laughs) Nothing I ever say is required. This is your business. You get to run it however you want. And if you don't want to choose a niche, you don't have to. And if you want to choose a niche that is a specific destination, you're welcome to do that as well. This is just something that I think will make things easier for you. And especially if you've already built a business around just general travel and you have a book of clients already and you don't need any more, this maybe isn't quite as important for you to do. Although I'm going to share some other things coming up that might change your mind or just, just, I'm just going to share some other benefits of choosing a niche that help make your business run a little smoother and make things a little easier. So it's still something that I think can benefit you, but I don't want you to think that, oh no, I've built a business around just general travel and 
now what? That's fine. Keep it like that. And I'm also not saying if you choose a niche that you can't sell other things. You absolutely can. But I would caution you in two things if that's what you're going to do. One, I still think you need to proclaim your niche, claim it. Like, don't be shy. Don't feel like, oh, if I say I specialize in birding vacations, nobody else is going to want to work with me. So I shouldn't say it. I'll just have a little tiny area on my website. Every once in a while, I might mention it. No, if you're going to do this, you need to claim it. You need to declare it everywhere. Make it super clear that this is what you do. You can still take other types of vacations, but people aren't going to take you seriously. And I was just talking to somebody else about this the other day. There's something that happens when you commit to your niche that suddenly things will start happening for you. But if you are just kind of wishy-washy about it and hint at it, but don't really like, because you're scared, you're going to lose business. If you claim your niche, it's not going to work for you. You have to claim it. And like I said, it doesn't mean you can't book other things. But at some point, you're probably going to want to let those clients go because you will find it much easier because of the reasons I'm going to share in a little bit. You'll find it much easier to work with the clients within your niche. So just know when you're taking on clients outside of your niche, it's sometimes, especially if you're just starting, it can be a really good idea to do that because maybe you'll fall into another niche that you enjoy more. So, And you're learning as you're booking travel too, even if it's not within your niche. But at some point, your niche will grow to the point that you won't have time to book other types of vacations. You'll find it easier to book things within your niche. And by taking on other types of travel bookings, you'll 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 run out of space in your schedule. <laughs> so you'll have to make a choice. Do I want to continue to grow this niche and take on more clients that do that? Or do I want to keep working with clients outside of that niche? So just know when you're taking on bookings outside of your niche, that at some point you're probably going to uh, need to let those clients go, which can be difficult. So just know that in advance if that's a choice you make. All right, so now I'm going to talk about some of the other benefits and why it can save you time and and stress if you choose and in the way I talk about it. And I did make a list. I feel like every day I'm thinking of like anytime I talk about something, I'm like, oh, a niche makes that easier too. So I did try to make a list and I'm sure there are things that I do not have on this list, but so I'm just going to go down what I wrote. It is easier to choose client gifts and books and do little extra special touches for your clients as they're traveling, before they travel, when they get back, because you know generally what that type of person wants, what they are interested in. So it's much easier to automate some of those things because you can maybe have a list of 10 client gifts that you like to give. And because they're all in the same niche, you can kind of think of those in advance and pull from them as you need them. It also helps with special touches that you can plan while they're traveling because you know what they're looking for and what they need. You can, if you have a private guide set up for them or uh, a hotel that you're setting them at, 
or hotels that you use a lot, you can let the general manager know, hey, can you do this special thing for my clients? Or let the tour guide know, hey, they're really interested in this. So can you make sure to point this out to them or take them to this place? It's easier to know which suppliers to work with because you'll know which guides are better at finding the right birds or which hotels are closer to the part of the country or town or area where they can see certain things, or maybe it's near a certain museum they're going to want to go to. Or if your niche has something to do with families, you'll know which hotels have more connecting rooms or whatever it is, whatever the people that you serve need, you're going to know which suppliers provide that. And then you aren't constantly having to find a new hotel. If you, for instance, if you have never worked with birding enthusiasts before and they tell you they want these certain things, now you have to try and find a hotel to accommodate that or a a guide who specializes in that. Whereas if you book travel for one type of person consistently, you're already going to know all of that. So when you're planning a trip, you don't have to try and source those things out every single time you'll know specific questions to ask when you're onboarding a new client or getting ready to plan their next vacation. Know things to look out for in a destination or a hotel. You'll know to advise your clients to keep an eye out for. You'll be able to advise them about things to pack that they might not have thought about. You'll know how to help them plan their day and their schedule on their trip. You'll know which parts of the world they should go to, which areas of a country. You'll know how many days they need in different areas, depending on their interests. So all of these things are things that you would naturally learn by trial and error in working with clients over time. But it's much easier if you're working with the same type of client over and over again to learn the specific needs for them. And this is what really sets you apart. And then when they go to their birding club and somebody mentions they want to travel somewhere, they're going to say, oh, you need to work with my travel agent because she knows all the best tour guides and all the best whatever's birders need. So these are things that not only most of the things I'm listing here are things that will make your life easier because you will start to learn these and you won't have to Uh, reinvent the wheel every time and relearn things every time. But they're also things that are going to set you apart and give you a name. Like this is how you become sort of famous in certain groups is by specializing in them. So for that to happen, though, you have to really know the ins and outs of that type of person and what they want. And you do that by working with those people over and over and over again. I mentioned before that I think it's still important to specialize. So for me, your specialty is what other people call your niche. So your specialties would be a destination or type of travel, and you can have more than one. But having a niche already makes it easier to become a specialist in a certain part of the world uh, because you don't have to learn everything about that destination. You just have to learn the important parts for the people that you work with, the people in your niche. So if you want to branch out and specialize in Australia, you don't have to learn about what families enjoy in Australia and young single people enjoy in Australia. All you have to focus on is what birders look for in Australia. So that makes it um, that much easier to become almost an instant expert in a destination. 
It also makes it easier to know what types of content to create, whether it's on social media or blog posts, a podcast, a YouTube channel. Because you're speaking to one type of person, you're going to know what questions they have and what things they'll be interested in. So it makes all of that much easier. And you don't have to only create travel content. You can talk about things that the people in your niche would be interested in outside of travel. So to keep on the birding thing, maybe there's a new book about birds, or maybe there was a new bird discovered somewhere, or I don't know, a convention somewhere, things that they would be interested in that don't have anything to do with travel. You can create content around that too, which just makes content creation so much easier. And then, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, it helps you grow your business as well. It helps you get in front of the right people. All you have to do are find places where they go and things that they uh, listen to, places they go to be together or learn from each other. So there are Facebook groups, podcasts, magazines, blogs, events, if there are conventions around things that that the people in your niche do joint ventures. So you can work with businesses that cater to those people as well. Just basically complimentary businesses, meetups. There's all kinds of options when you have a specific group that you're working with. But if you try to go in, if you don't say anything on your site about specializing in birding and you try to go into some birding group and talk to them about travel, you have to know what you're talking about and they have to feel like you get them and you really want to serve them versus you just want to come in and make money off of them. So that's why I say it's really important to claim it, to be proud and be obvious and confident in what you're doing and don't try to hide it because you're afraid it's going to hurt your business and you're turning business away by doing it. You're actually giving your business the best chance to grow and be sustainable when you pick a niche and really commit to it. And it makes it easier for people to refer clients to you as well, because they know (laughs) what you do and who you help. And so rather than just everybody, if you know anybody who wants to travel, let me know. And that's when you get those like people going to Cleveland for grandma's 80th birthday. And can you help me with find a cheap airline ticket? Like that's why you end up with that stuff. But if you say, if you have any friends who are into birding, your friend's might someday know somebody who is. And even if they don't, your clients who are into that are going to know other people who are into it as well. And then you'll get the right kind of referrals. Hopefully I have convinced you of all the benefits of choosing a niche. And I'm sure I didn't even list them all. I know every day I think of something else. I'm like, oh, that like a niche helps with that too. Like it's just this, I don't know. It's my thing. I think it's a massive help for your business. And I think it will, I know it's something a lot of people are scared to commit to because it does feel like you're saying no to a lot of things. But if you try it, just try it for even six months. You can always, listen, don't brand your business around it because you may change your mind someday. Um, But you can always change your website and you can always change your social media profile. So I say, give it a shot for six months, test it out. I've literally never met anybody in any industry who regretted really niching down like the narrower, the better. Um, I think I've shared this story before. Happy Vacations, one of my favorite 
suppliers to Hawaii. I'm in Arizona, so we don't do the Caribbean as much, but we do the we do Hawaii a lot. And they were my very favorite. And they unfortunately went out of business um, in 2008 or 2009, which was heartbreaking. But they started at selling square dancing tours to Hawaii. So like talk about a defined niche. And they did eventually expand, obviously, but they grew their business from that. So the narrower you can get, the better it'll be and the more you'll be able to make a name for yourself. I know this can be kind of hard to figure out because you've gotten so many other messages about what it means to choose a niche, whether it's a destination or a demographic. And you think you have to tell me like where they shop and how old they are and how many kids and all of that. That's not what I'm asking for. So what I want to do is give you a couple of questions you can ask yourself to help you decide if what you've chosen as a niche is meets the definition that I've set out and will provide you with the benefits that I've laid out in this episode. So I have three questions. And the first is, do you know where you can find them? So if you've chosen a niche, tell me where you would go to get yourself in front of those people. This could be a Facebook group, uh, a magazine that they read, even if you don't have the budget to advertise in that magazine, if there are magazines specifically for this group of people, that's a good sign. If there are hashtags specific to them on Instagram, if there's a special TikTok, I don't know if you've spent enough time in TikTok to know that there are like different TikTok worlds, sort of. <laughs> like people say, oh, I found book TikTok, things like that. If there's a special area of TikTok for them, if there are meetups or clubs, I think I mentioned Facebook groups already. If you can find a place where they get together and share ideas, that is a good sign that you've chosen a good niche. Another question to ask yourself is, would they search for you on Google? So if you've picked like a woman who's 43 with no kids, who's in a professional career, a C-level executive, is she going to search best travel agent for 40-year-old C-level executive? No, she's probably not going to do that. So if they're likely to search travel agent for blank, their group, or best destination for blank, whatever they like to do, or vacation for blank. If they are likely to search for something like that, and if they could search for something like that, that's a good sign. This one can be a little tricky because you don't really know what people are searching for. But you know, I guarantee nobody's like, who, where's the best place to go for a 40 year old CEO of a corporation. Like nobody's doing that. (laughs) I will say though, female CEOs do have their own special needs. Entrepreneurs also have their own special needs. I'm sure there are other groups that do as well that wouldn't necessarily search for best travel agent for them. That doesn't mean it's not a good niche. So these questions are not like, oh, I couldn't find an answer to number two. So now this isn't a good niche. That's not the case. These are just things to keep in mind to help you determine if you've chosen a good niche or not. And then that leads to the last question. And that is, are there special needs or um, accommodations that this group of people needs that you can help with? So I mentioned entrepreneurs, CEOs, while they might not search who's the best travel agent to help a CEO of a corporation or 
who's the best travel agent for an entrepreneur who needs a vacation, they might not search for that, but there are still specific things that you can help them with. They might need to always be connected while they're traveling. They might need access to phone or internet at all times of the day, or at least be able to check in. So that means that certain destinations or types of travel might not work for them. And you will know how to accommodate all of that, make sure that they have access to a business center or whatever it is that they need. So I think running through those three questions will help you determine if you've chosen a niche that will A, make your life easier and make your business run a little smoother and B, help you grow your business by attracting the right people, finding the right people and helping them know immediately when they find you that they found the right person. And just to recap, those questions are, can you find them? Is there a place where they go, something they subscribe to, to learn tips and tricks from others in their niche or just compare notes? Will they search for you? And do they have specific needs that you can help them with that you can learn about and keep in mind as you're planning their vacations so that you can set yourself apart from an agent who maybe doesn't understand their needs quite as well as you do. This really is something that I think can make such a huge difference in your business. And I think it's so important. So if you're struggling with this and you're not sure if you've chosen something that qualifies as a niche or will work and help you in the ways I've laid out in this episode, shoot me an email at christy at travelgeniuses.com and I will do my best to help you narrow things down and get real confident in the niche that you've chosen. And if you found this helpful, I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcast player you're using. I still have to look and see if you can leave reviews on Spotify, but I'm pretty sure you can. It helps other travel agents find the show and really makes me feel good when I see those reviews. I'll be back soon with another episode, hopefully sounding a little more like myself. Until then, stay healthy and have a great week.